She was in High Fidelity. She was married to Lenny Kravitz, too. Yeah. She's a very popular artist. Are you assuming that yes. I listened to... The man went double platinum with no features. You <laughs> 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 couldn't even finish that fucking shot. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and I would like to say uh, welcome to the Data Fun Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Woo! <laughs> Typically we do. We don't want you here anyway. Uh, I want to say thank you so much for everybody who's coming out and joining us tonight. Uh, we have a good, good show all planned, and I'm really excited to kind of go around and kind of take a peek and see who do we have here on the show today, as well as seeing what we've been watching and what we've been uh, sipping on and what we currently are drinking for right now. Before we get into our feature-length, um, actual sort of entire series recap of the season one of Iron Fist, the next sort of installation of Marvel's. Cinematic Universe Extension, um, and it's stars Finn Jones, uh, Jessica Henwick, Jessica Strop, a bunch of other people that you probably don't really hear of, and a lot of actually directors. I didn't realize how many directors actually go into the show. I thought it was typically one, but it's like four or five different directors. They do it like network TV yeah. where they have a, a like a, a bunch. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's this new series that came out. I think it dropped about maybe a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, for some yeah. time, and it's been getting some some lot of a lot of reviews as well. But before we get into that, let's uh, take a peek and see who we were chatting with. Uh, way across the way yonder, I have my good friend, the man, the myth, the Lijan. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Jesse Kendrick Lamar. What's up, man? What's up? The obvious Danny Rand connection. The He's obvious, in. you don't We're even. We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. I didn't drop the last name. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm scared. I was waiting for a Danny Rand joke, but yeah, I, I was thinking about it like this is hilarious. This is perfect. But uh, I also don't like saying people last names. You talked about. I'm cool with it. Whatever. I don't have anything for them to look up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jesse, how you been, man? I'm doing, doing all right. Doing all right. What you, what you been watching? What you sipping on today? Uh, I'm sipping on one of my Torani mixed drinks. It's uh, the signature blend uh, strawberry syrup, some seltzer, and a little bit of half and half. Uh, not half bad. Drink them all day, every day, once a day. It's like my... I forgot to get a watermelon today, so that's what I'm drinking. You drink them every day? Yeah. It's like my... I come home every day, and I have like a like a 12-pack of samplers for Torani syrups. They're like those flavored syrups. Mm. And I make myself an Italian soda every day. I left one of my drinks here last uh, last night. I was here. Is it still in the fridge? No, I drank that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what's been watching? Uh, not a whole lot. The only thing that really comes to mind is I saw Passengers like a week ago, and it was very meh, very <laughs> blah. Yeah. And it was such a paint by numbers movie that I was just kind of like, eh. it was it was okay. It wasn't terrible. Oh yeah. It's definitely going to be one of those movies that's going to play on TBS like every other week. Yep. Like that kind of thing. I, I felt, for, especially for that movie, it was for people who really, really enjoy Chris, I almost called him Chris Pine, but really enjoy Chris Pratt and um, Jennifer Lawrence. Well, so. I, I don't 
I don't know if I should spoil it or anything like that, but, like, I had a hard time liking Chris Pratt's character for, like, again, the main plot point in the movie. Yeah. And I thought he kind of got away with it, and that kind of pissed me off. <laughs> so that was irritating me throughout the whole movie. I guess I was kind of upset about the character they introduced later on. It was just like, a, here's a bunch of exposition. And then they kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see that. It was okay, though. It was It was a solid, like... C plus kind of movie. But is it like a love story? Was it more science fiction? More science fiction. <laughs> it's more science. I would fiction. I would definitely classify it as science fiction over romance. It's a okay. it's a romantic movie. Like you could definitely wa- you could watch it with your girlfriend or your wife and it'd That's be all a right. But complete romance movie. Nah. And there's a little bit of science fiction just because they're on a spaceship. I think it's because I was so angry with his character that I couldn't consider. Because I would be like, why is she even like no, warming up? No, because here's the thing: because you can take that, you can move that entire location from sci-fi to somewhere else. Yeah, that's fair. And that would be the same movie. They literally kind of insert a couple things on top near the end. I mean, it's basically a stranded on an island movie, like for sure, for sure. They Um, they even mention that in the movie. Yeah, they mention Robinson Crusoe and all that. Yeah. Um, in terms of anything else, I'm not really watching much. Um, I do watch a lot of uh, YouTube gaming shows, and I just rewatched um, the Game Grumps playthroughs of Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. Nice. And those I don't know if you if it, I know nobody in the room watches them, but I really like those guys. I've been watching them ever since the JonTron era, and I watch them daily. And it's a good show, and it was just nice rewatching that series again. Um, so I'll give a plug for that. And that was basically the, my only TV show I've watched lately. Okay. I'm sorry. Are the, we paying attention? No. Perhaps, you know. <laughs> that was the worst time to show me that meme, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> this is going to sound like a really terrible yeah, edit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I never got a chance to. I know you actually put me on to... Uh, more of those are YouTube channels that we have talked about, and I have watched more of the um, uh, Federal Alert, um, Pen Penn Wharton, Pen Wharton, yeah. yeah. I watched his other show, and I've actually been going a little bit into like some, of the yeah, YouTube Bravest series. Warriors yeah. on YouTube. It's good. Well, just like any other, like, other random ones, I've seen there's a lot of content out there, but it just feels like sometimes just too much. I find a lot of what I watch is just YouTube. Like, I just started getting into Dorkly, and he does a lot of like comedy bits and top tens and things like that, and that's mm-hmm. all pretty good. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I say, I feel like on my when I get home, I have essentially. I'd say 10 to 15 YouTube channels that I check. And some I will intentionally not look at just so that I can, like, uh, like for, for example, uh, pages from the screenplay, not a, uh, every, frame of paint, uh, every frame of painting. Mm, those um, are good ones. Those are all really good ones. I intentionally, like, save those so that I'll get, like, three or four episodes in, like, a month. Yeah. Um, Have you seen uh, this one? Uh, he's, like, my Dark Horse life narrator. You know, like, it's like, oh, Morgan Freeman narrating your life. Uh, this dude from Comics Explained. Like, I didn't grow up watching oh, comics, yes. but, like, man, he just, he, like, like, literally all the stuff I learned from him, just trying to catch up for 30 years of not reading these things. Patrick Warburton would be mine. And they're so yeah. easily to watch, like, easily watchable, too, because yeah. they're, like, three or four minutes long. They're, they're yeah, they're long. a little longer, but, like, not, it's not, like, a half-hour diatribe on, like... Yeah. Like She Hulk, you know, it's like yeah. it's usually like very very digestible. Hmm. But well, yeah. Cool. Other than that, not much for TV and movies. Cool. Well, thanks so much. And to his right, we have the guy 
who's always here, Mr. Sound Engineer Extraordinaire. Boo. Boo. Mr. Michael. How's it going, Mr. Michael? Ah, uh, it's good. Good to see you. I'm real, real good right now. Yeah, you smell nice. Oh, thank you. Okay. I showered a couple of weeks ago. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what are you watching? What are you drinking? What are you so, drinking first? So I got, a, I got one of those uh, Jesse specials, um, the Toronto things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Toronto thing? They're, they're just A-grade. And they're, like, the amount of sugar in these things... I, 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 I definitely put way too much... Like, no, the, it's, the thing spilled a little. So I don't, I don't drink, I don't drink soda, so if I get, like, a really sugary drink, it, at this point, it, like, it really, really hits me. Uh, so it's, like, it's awesome. Um, as for what I've been watching, uh, I'm gonna defer over to a returning guest. He's not even paying attention. No, no he's, he's somewhere else. I'm just hanging out. You, I thought you were gonna you were gonna do the what are you watching? Yeah, so not a lot. Wait, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Who, whose man is this? Who are you? I think he it, came in to like fix my hedges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows my name. They know my accent. They know who I am. This is Guillermo. Good to see you again, Guillermo. Good to see you, buddy. Hi, Guillermo. <laughs> what uh, before you get into what you've been watching, you're gonna defer. What are you sipping on there? Uh, this is a. Merlot Refusco blend, I think. So I would say, right? It's two different yeah, yeah. Yeah. grapes. From Pico Attila and uh, from Italy 2014 is very, very good. Is it a blend? Yeah, it's 70% Merlot, 30% <coughs> Refusco. Yeah, what's really cool about that, it looks like it's gonna be very, very dark, but it's got very light body and it actually is very subtle in its flavors. Right? And I really like it. It uh, definitely goes down smooth and it's nice sipping wine. Mm. Hashtag sip to that. Yeah! There you go. <laughs> but I'm not, really <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Somalian. I'm not a Somalian. I'm not Somalian. No, that's great. Oh, you're not Somali? No, I'm not. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> so what are you watching here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, not a lot. So. I, I wanted to see if we can kind of talk about this a little bit. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like it's, it, it's too much. There's too much things out there, man. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I've been kind of like just stopping everything and just being like, I'm just going to focus on one or two shows and that's it. I can't yeah. do that much. Like, I haven't... I, I loved Man in the High Castle, the first season. I haven't seen the second one. I loved... Um, Taboo, I didn't finish it because I'm like, it is way too much. Um, and it's, it, it's a good problem so to have, though. It's true. And, and, and I guess it's, it's true. And I guess I wouldn't like paint it to the point where it's like, man, you're like, because I guess a lot of people are going to like hear this and it's like, well, the first obvious question is, well, you don't have to watch that. But I think it's a good thing to have because you're really trying to like experience all the good cinema and the good stuff that's out there because that's just the mainstream stuff but also that's not even talking about the other like independent pieces that exactly. are even crazy yeah. and that's even sometimes arguably even better that gets not but even, even like Jesse like, Jesse watches like YouTube stuff yeah. and like things that are not mainstream but it's more like I feel like it's one of those things that if you really really do like like all of us we like the the, the media like we like either movies or podcasts or or uh, TV shows it gets a little overwhelming when you want to watch everything mm -hmm. and you want to see everything. You want to stay, stay in the know, and and it gets a little overwhelming because, it, it, like, who has time to watch all these things? You know, um, 
but I've been just watching like the the like the staples that I've been watching for a while. So last last man on earth, yes, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, at this point, I don't like it as much, but I still watch it. As uh, much as the new girl. Was? No, new oh, girl. Okay. Like I don't watch. I don't like that show as much as when it came out. But I, I just want to see it through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also also been watching Family Guy. Same thing. I don't like it as much, but I just want to see it through. Um, and I'm watching uh, Designated Survivor, which is a new show. But it's <laughs> I, really, I like that. It's really interesting. Really? It's like a it's like a light version of Twenty Four. Yeah. Same, same yeah. Thing. Yeah. And it's very uh, TV ish, like very like, oh no, and it's like very like, uh. but it, it <laughs> but it's it's the the story is very interesting. Um, same thing with Sleepy Hollow. I don't like it as much, but I just want to see it through. And all those shows are kind of like background shows. You don't have to actively see them, mm-hmm. um, but I do have queued up Legion. Yeah. And now that it's like four or five episodes deep, I'm just going to try to binge those because I've been hearing good things, so I want to see It's it. only eight episodes long, so it should be oh, easy like a easy binge. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So and they're already like four or five episodes in, right? Yeah. I think their season finale is like next week. Hmm. Oh, it's all going to end already? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, the, I've, I seen, I've seen like the first five do episodes you like them? and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I've, I've heard that it's really good, so I'm going to try to do that tomorrow. Um... And movies, I they just put out all Pedro Almodovar's movies on iTunes for 99 cents to rent. So I just rented literally all of them, and I'm going through and watching them with Millie. So we watched two today, we watched two yesterday. Um, he's not for everybody, obviously, also in Spanish, but he, he's one of those people that is like uh, Quentin Tarantino, like... Like any of those, like really, or like Guy Ritchie, which is those are you can see the movie, like, oh yeah, that's a Pedro Almodovar movie because his characters speak in a very certain way, they dress in a very certain way. Mm-hmm. The they they're always take place in Madrid or in one of like the other like towns in Spain, but they all they all revolve around Madrid. Um, and it's, they're so good and they're so different too. So he went through like a comedy part, uh, like series, and there's like a couple of them that are comedy, and then some of them are super dark, and some of them are super light, and they're they're great. Um, but yeah, I haven't been watching that much, and I feel bad because I I, I want to come in and, and like talk about it, but it's just, it gets to be too much. But like even podcasts, I I I only I cut down on the podcast, and I only listen to my movie like three. Yeah, I mean that 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 has <laughs> to happen though. Yeah. Because, like, if you keep telling me, and I guess one of the things that I'm hearing right now is that, you know, I don't really like this show, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to force myself. I don't really like this. I'm trying to force. No. Like, and that's something that I did. And, like, we we had said and we talked about, you know, reviewing this this show in particular. But it's to the point where I'm going to give a show, and I used to give a show two, maybe three episodes. But now it's to the point where I give a show maybe one episode, and I'm just like... And you cut it? Nope. Yeah, it's like, there's so much in me stuff. We even said it's a, it's a good thing. There's so much good content. Yeah. I should not be watching this thing that now I think is mediocre at best. Yeah. Now, I, need, I need to now put it away. If somebody wants to talk about it, sure. I'll bring it up. I'll talk about my actual feelings of it. Can I talk about it as a whole series? No, I can't tell, I'll tell you that. I can at least tell you what I felt about that one episode and why I don't want to invest time in it. Because now if you look at watching TV, watching movies, watching anything, any sort of content, 
you're investing a particular kind of time. And so now when I'm like, I'm sorry, like Uber to work so I don't take public transit or I like bike to work and stuff. And I can't listen to the podcast that I normally would do on my commute to work. So now my podcast has like grown a bunch, but I'm going to start traveling more so I get a chance to kind of blow through those. But yeah. I also do like audio books and, I, and I'm doing it as well. And I actually, I, I, I also been like doing kind of the same thing, but I find myself saying that, oh, cool, I'm going to watch a TV show. I'm going to watch that TV show in the entirety. I'm not going to start at one and be like, oh, well, I didn't really like it. I'm not going to do it like basically the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first season. Because I think uh, Mike and another one that are fans of the show, uh, Dave Groves, was like, well, you know, the first 13 episodes is well, not, it's not very good. But then once you get to that 14th episode of Turn, 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 it gets crazy. And I was like, well, I've got to sift through 13 episodes <laughs> of a show, which is... Was it an hour show? Yeah. 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 It was so like 13 hours minutes, yeah. plus commercial because who didn't have the no commercial? Yeah. So now I'm like, wow, that's awful. Why would anybody want to do that to themselves? And the payoff wasn't that good either. No. that show is not that good. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not that good. Okay. Now you're doing the uh, Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for coming out and hanging out with us, Guillermo. Yeah. I love you guys. And we're going to be super sidetracked and tangent with you. Uh, then I have my good friend, my best buddy. Mr. Brylon, how's it going, Brylon? How's it going? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Nice sweatshirt you got on. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, I've been sipping on some stuff. Mmm. Gasoline. What are you sipping <laughs> <laughs> on? So, thank you, Guillermo, for a lovely taste that... Uh, it's great, right? That wine, that's very nice. Do you want some um, more? There's still some more. Yeah, I'll get a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also, Warren was gracious enough to allow me to try my first Narragansett... Del Shandy. Yeah, really? It's like Warren's go-to alcoholic beverage mm-hmm. for the summertime. I'm also someone that is very adamant that fruit should never exist in beer. Mm-hmm. Beer is made out of wheat and barley <laughs> and hops, <laughs> and that's it. Got Ryan Hanskebutt. And after tasting this, I'm going to stick with my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to switch it up. This... Tastes like some very tardy lemon bog water. <laughs> tardy. I'm going to finish it. No disrespect to you, Warren. I didn't make it. <laughs> You're a great guy. Oh, th- oh thanks. Th- I think. Not the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I might, uh, it's a, it's a war crux to me. Oof. Damn, that's hard. Uh, for those of you who don't know. But it is drinkable, so it might not be a war crux. A but- war crux would be like, natty ice, I guess. I mean... Okay, I'm fine with that too. Uh, I don't think I can make a horcrux of a beer because I've had the entire ones, and if I'm drunk enough, it doesn't matter. Or Coronas. So why? Eh, a Coronas, not that much. Not that bad. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the Friends with Blends actual Twitter account and sort of brand, they actually come up with the wines that they actually don't like, and they call those horcruxes. Mm. So that's what yeah. brand Nerds! Yeah, nerds! nerds. nerds. Uh, so, yeah, what you watching? I've also been watching some stuff. Oh, yeah? Um, I watched the two new <coughs> Dave Chappelle uh, specials on Netflix. I still haven't seen the second one. And um, I think the second one's better than the first one. Yeah. The stories just seem to be a bit more personal. And I, it's good to see him in that venue again. I, I see a lot of people say, like, he's back, welcome back. And stuff. I was like, he's been around for the past year or so. It's yeah. not like his... I mean, I guess his first, like produced comedy material that's been put out there that's accessible for a majority of people. Yeah. And he's been touring? Yeah. Yeah, he's been touring. He pops up in nightclubs 
and just like goes on stage on open mic nights and stuff. A lot of those guys because, do that though. Yeah, practice. And, but it, like Chappelle's been like sticking to that as like how he does comedy now. Yeah, it's awesome. just gonna be the guy that just stands up there and then, hey, I got something to say tonight. And doesn't really make like the big shows like Kevin Hart with flames and in the stadiums and stuff yeah. like that. I saw him a couple of years ago and he it was I still maintain that he, he didn't tell jokes. He just told stories about like what he'd just be like, Yeah, so I was walking down the street yesterday and then it'd just be the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. They get no punchline or anything. Just hilarious. Just yeah. talking about like everyday things. Yeah, exactly. Which is really cool. And I mean he, he hasn't lost his touch. He's definitely uh, still has it where it counts and still can make you laugh. And just it's just crazy funny. You should definitely watch those. Netflix. Yep, yeah, it's on Netflix. Other thing I watched was a documentary on Netflix and it's called uh, Drunk Stone Brilliant Dead. It's the story of how the National Lampoon was started. Oh, nice. It is a really cool documentary. And it's really neat to see who actually was part of that whole system that created the National Lampoon magazine, but also the movies as well. And I didn't even know it was, like, its origins can go back 200 years. It's ridiculous how of an American establishment it is. Hmm. Because it's actually a shoot-off of the Harvard Lampoon. And that was started, like, back in the 1800s. But you had some amazing people that came out of that, um, just that creative circle, like Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons. P.J. O'Rourke, who's one of my favorite political commentators, and, like, satirists. Uh, You also have, um, I think, it's also, like, John Hughes. He started at the National. Oh, interesting. So you got all these really cool people that just came out of this that were like writing stories about uh, chicks with big boobs or like partying or like uh, going to Vietnam and like talking about some just just turning things on its head and like freaking people out but making a lot of money out of it. And it was a really great watch to see how that was done. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Harvard Lampoon is still around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a thing. Yep. Probably because of the National Lampoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much, man. Yeah, and um, I would say uh, my name is Warren. I'll be your host for this evening. I am currently sipping on the same blend that Guillermo has, as well as the delicious Narragansett Del Shandy. <laughs> Um, that, you know, unfortunately, it's not for everyone, but that's okay. <laughs> but I thoroughly love this beer, and I love it all the time. And I'm, I'm actually running a race next month, in which that will be in my bag. <laughs> during, the, during the race. So, uh, I have a goal with one of our uh, friends, uh, actually, he was on the, he was on the show, uh, Jody, uh, that my goal is to cross the finish line drinking the beer with <laughs> as we hold hands. I'm really excited. Yeah, uh, but together. Because they look real cute. Uh, but I've been watching two things, and there was one that I really, really hope that we have a show about it. You know, we've been going back and forth. Uh, and then there was something else that we actually had mentioned in one of the last episodes that we, uh, me and Bryla had mentioned and talked about. But the TV show I was watching is uh, Love, season two, mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix that I absolutely enjoy. And um, Judd Apatow didn't create it. He, like, co-created it. He's like like, part of the writer, executive producer of it or something like that. But his daughter is in it. And it's very weird to see his daughter, I think she's, like, 12 now, and then going back to Knocked Up, 
when she was oh that's true there was, yeah. there was, there both, was, both, both both of them are, are his daughter and Leslie yeah. Manns is his Wife? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, his wife. Still married. His wife. His wife. Yeah. Okay. Because we also talked about this as forty, which was Leslie Mann and Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and that was his wife. Anyways, so it's very interesting, kind of seeing like <clears throat> it's a really, really good sort of story that's being built up for characters that you like, almost self-destructing, but not really. Um, talk about relationships. Talk about dating. Talk about things that people normally like look into but they're really afraid to see it so if you just started dating somebody or you're in a long relationship or you just got out of a really bad relationship it really kind of goes through all of that stuff and that's why when you said that oh you know it's getting bad reviews i was like yeah but they're talking about things that people don't really want to discuss and it's the same sort of concepts that me and guillermo was talking about horace and pete from lewis and ck is that i feel a lot of this work that people put out there, they feel so uncomfortable. They ha- they may not be. I'm not gonna like. I can't be direct, but they may not be as comfortable to talk about it and share those feelings. So then they're like, "Well, I'm just gonna close off, and I don't want to talk about you know transsexuals. I don't want to talk about like gay rights. No." And it's one of those things in which it just kind of puts it in your face. Both shows, and I really, really enjoy that because once you get past that wall, then it's just huge huge area of exploration and this huge sort of knowledge that you can actually get or just at least look into somebody else's life who's maybe a little bit quirkier than you so um, that's why i really like the show both shows horse and pete and love because it's 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 definitely not for everybody and if, if anybody goes into sort of looking for a love story like you may find something but you're definitely going to find things that make you uncomfortable about maybe yourself so who knows um, so that's why I love the actual show. But yeah, so that's what we've been watching. So thank you so much. And let's get into the actual sort of feature title we're talking about is Iron Fist Season 1. Do we know if it's been signed on for the second season yet? Nope. It took three months before Luke Cage was announced. Yeah. It's probably... TV has a weird schedule when they announce things. So it's never like an immediate thing like movies. Hmm. They always wait for like the Paley Fest and certain seasons of when they're going to hire, how they can get writers hired and stuff. So Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people... So I'm glad that we're actually going, going to this discussion to have like a lot of different sort of pieces of kind of um, experiences. Um, so I guess let's start it off with talking about some wins. So uh, I'm going to toss it over to Brian. All right. So um, my first big win is Jessica Hennick as Colleen Wing. Uh, she brought a really cool uh, complex character to this series. And it was really cool to see her, like, struggle in many different ways, whether it's um, she's a great teacher to her students at her dojo, versus, and when she hears one of them is cage fight, it's like, hey, that's not cool, but she knows her dojo is kind of desperate for money, and the only way to get some money, cage fighting. And she kicks a lot of ass in that. Um, she also uh, uh, has, like, some very... Serious conflicts where she feels like she's doing the right thing, even though you learn that she's part of the hand. Um, but she's like, no, we're the good hand. Spoiler alert. Yep. I mean, we, we've been going spoil hard. Now. So we've I would say if you... We always spoil everything. No, no, no. I'm no, not, no. Like, 
forgot, I forgot to give it. My bad. My bad. Oh, come on. <laughs> <That's everything. laughs> so, I mean, we all know, but I would say from here, and I'm going to stop rattling for two seconds. But right. If you haven't seen any of the. <laughs> I have haven't seen the, any of the. And you've also never listened to this podcast yes. before. Uh, we will be spoiling the rest of not only Iron Fist, but we're probably going to spoil Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. <laughs> For that matter, just to be honest with you, so in any Marvel movie that came out from now on, it, just in case it actually kind of uh, blends together. So, I would say stop the podcast, probably go back and listen to, um, you know, Clever Girl, that's episode two, it's pretty phenomenal, and then uh, come back to it. <laughs> Violet? Yep. And I think they wrap up, like, how she's conflicted and how she comes to uh, kind of accept who she's going to be as a person with her showdown with her Sensei Bakudo. I thought that was a really great way of doing it. It's probably the best martial arts scene in the whole series as well. Um, I also say uh, Wai Ching Ho as Madame Gao. Uh, we haven't seen her since Daredevil season one. And she she's an awesome villain. I want to see her be the like the main baddie that the defenders go against because she has it all. It's if you confront her face to face. She has some type of mystical martial arts which will knock you on your ass. She's not the Defenders villain. I know she's and not. And she made reference to the fact that she's not. Did you, you get that? No. Nope. In, epi- in episode six, we're talking about that. She says, my boss would like this. Oh, yeah. It's referring to the Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she definitely mentioned she has. Even she has a superior. She has a boss, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, she has like, like karate powers? She's like one hand and you fly across the room. Yeah, we saw that in Daredevil. We saw that in Daredevil. No, we did. I haven't remembered. I I need to rewatch that. I mean, she's like Yoda. She walks in with her cane, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) she whips your ass and walks (laughs) She's like bad Yoda, and also like she's able to pull the strings behind the shadows and make shit happen as well. And it's awesome to have a villain that can match people on all those levels. So I think she's really awesome for doing that. Um, also, Rosario, America's Sweetheart, still killing it. Claire Temple, still badass. Yeah. Uh, also, Trinity is Hogarth. Love killed her in this. In everything she does. Right she's, now. she's in Iron Fist, too. Mm-hmm. She's good in... Well, she started as an does. Iron Fist character. Oh, really? Yeah. Which was kind of weird when she showed up in... Was it Jessica Jones? Yeah, yeah. it was Jessica Yeah, yeah that's when she started. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, and those two characters are great about just keeping that continuity among the shows, but they, those two are just make, doing some really cool work that uh, is can definitely stand the test no matter how good or bad these series are. Uh, and uh, I would say there, there were some really cool character moments for Danny Rand as well. One particular I would shout out is when he meets the homeless guy for the first time. And all those guys talk to him about like, hey, I got the cell phone. I don't know how long it's going to work until the owner like turns the service off and stuff. And I think that like gave us a little like just sneak peek and like Danny sort of grew up like he started as a wealthy billionaire son. And then he was thrown into this thing where you have to uh, just pretty much become one with nature and find what the inner purpose is for you and very Buddhist teachings. And I would, I thought like having him like sleeping in the middle of a park might be kind of apt for that character and meeting that homeless guy is like, Hey kid, I'm just going to teach you 
like how to survive in New York when you're in the shit of being homeless. And I thought that was a really cool way of getting to know a little bit more about like where is Danny Rand in life right now. <laughs> and last but not least, I don't know, I might say blow it to say this, but well, every really cool I, special I, guest yeah. appearance. <laughs> yeah, Dude, legitimately every <laughs> single thing about this this guy was. We have a coworker that was Davos. Like straight up, just like like everything from the way you looked, talked, acted, even like little things. Like they both carry a backpack the exact same way. <laughs> uh, this this one character from Iron Fist is English. Like verbatim. Like absolutely. It actually is a little distracting. Even All when he's even when he's eating the pizza, he's like, I don't get it. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> like socially yeah. awkward, like a little bit awkward. Um, as someone who, who lived with him and watched this kid walk, walk around naked, I, even things like <laughs> they have the same chest hair. Like that's a weird thing to know about someone, but it's something that I do know. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I love when he comes into the room and goes, "Hey, Guillermo, can I ask you a question?" I go. What? Why? Why can't you say in that awesome accent? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No, he... He, he even looks like him, too. It's, yeah, yeah, he, he even looks like, like, yeah, it's same, really same skin tone. I looked it up. Uh, the guy who plays Davos is Indian. Or, like, Indian ethnicity. And then huh. and English is Jamaican. Huh. Jamaican and... Brit. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like half and half. But, um, but so it's like, which is funny because they, they look so... And those are That's awesome. two separate cultures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell him when I see him. Oh, I, he's been told a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I don't think he likes it either. He probably just sits there and nods and goes, Yeah, mate. And then yeah. walks away. Alright, alright then. <laughs> um, cool. I guess, I guess I'm talking. I get a lot of uh, wins that kind of echo what Brown was saying. Uh, I thought uh, I'm gonna make light of this later, but in a vacuum. Rosario Dawson is amazing. Like, she kills it. She is just, like, one of the more personable actors, or actresses I've seen in any of these things. Um, again, I agree with Colleen Wing. Uh, I thought she was the only character that, well, she was one of two characters that had actual arcs. Um, I thought the other one was Ward. Like, where they actually start yeah. from one place, you find out more about them, and then they change over time. And those were the only two. Um, think yeah, I thought um, Ward's character arc actually really... It made sense that it really was... He came kind of full circle, but kind of illuminate, uh, enlightened as well. Through yeah. all these crazy-ass experiences well, I just had. It's funny because in, in something... Again, we'll go into criticism more on this, but like... I thought that they casted him and he acted the character really well for the first, like, five or six episodes. But I, th I just thought that the lines were awful. I'm like, this is a really unlikable person. Um, he's and he's like, and he, you know, what he's saying, how he's saying, body language, everything. And then he kind of comes apart and you're like, okay, tell me more. And then he kind of, like, puts it all back together at the end. And then you're like, oh, okay, there was, like, a little, there was payoff there. And I thought that... Uh, the dude's tone of voice that just like I'm more you know like he had that really he, yeah. he sounded like Squidward you know like <laughs> like that so so I think that that was like a it was very well done um, I also liked uh, Frank uh, Stein uh, did anyone I had to be told this I can't say I, I really? caught it on my own Frankenstein 
Really? Yeah, I didn't catch that on my own. Because it was, it was backwards. Stein, Frank, Come and... Come on. Yeah, I just never read it. <sighs> she yeah. even says it. Who's Frankenstein? She says it. Joy yeah, says I just, it too I, just, I didn't pay attention, oh, apparently. There's uh, a problem with it. Yeah, I know. I get um, but You didn't get it either? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, come on. I actually didn't get it. No! Apparently <laughs> <laughs> Warren is just smarter than everyone. Guys, yeah, I was just like, good. oh, I get it. This was like... Ugh. It was cheesy, but... Um, I also thought Harold was messed up in a good way. Like, he was... Like, whenever he was on screen, there was just, like, that slight unease to him and e- even when like you just didn't know where he was going with any scene which was was good uh i don't think the writers had any idea where they were going in general with any of the scenes but we'll talk about that later but i think that that herald that uneasiness was was nice yeah. um was that one scene of him walking down the street after you think he might be dead that he just has these weird character moments with random people on the street, which yeah, that was cool. that was a cool that was a cool little scene. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that scene. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Jesse, what you got for wins? Um, I I actually wrote this down. The one thing that I like the most, and I'm actually just double checking, is I actually really really liked um, David Wentham as Harold Beecham, the father. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny because he had kind of like this. British sort of charm to it that I loved every like I just like the way he did the character especially like what Brylan just said when he's like walking down the street after he's all disoriented and or it's it's funny because as I was watching it I was like oh I kept thinking of Ian Glenn who plays uh Jonah Mormon on uh Game of Thrones Jorah Jorah sorry Jorah uh it's it's funny because I kept looking at it I was like, oh, this guy could do like royalty or he could do a knight and I looked up the actor and he was in Lord of the Rings and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that, that makes sense. Um, I also really liked how with the Marvel TV series, like they do a really good job of making the villains not like cartoonish kind of mustache twirling like over the top villains. Um, yeah, like, which you can do in a comic book movie, and, like, you see that all the time, even in the Marvel movies, where they're just, like, they're bad because they're bad. He's obviously evil. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously evil, and, like, he was programmed to be evil, and, like, all that sort of stuff, whereas in the in the Netflix series, the characters aren't, like, inherently bad. Like, for example, Davos is not really evil, he, he just basically doesn't like the way that Danny does the Iron Fist stuff, so he kind of goes evil. Or, like, with the Meachams, they're not inherently evil because, like, for example, Harold goes crazy because he's been res- uh, resurrected too many times. Or, like... Well, uh, with the boardroom, they they made a good point on how, like, hey, we sell this stuff at a markup because it drives the next five to ten years of research. Whereas, like, from a, you know, a common man's perspective, like, yeah, I want my drugs to be as cheap, cheap. as possible because yeah. I don't have a lot of money to throw around on that stuff. That being said, those companies need to make money to you know to keep figure, doing it. To yeah, keep doing it. So it's, it's a better. It's a weird. You're right. Where it's like a weird like balance of like oh, I can see it from both ways. <laughs> well, even too with like the hand, they had like the quote quote good section of the hand where they're like helping out kids off the streets to like come and like practice you know the foot like in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies like you know it's it's. And it was kind of one of those, they, they really kind of did a quasi-good job with it this season just because it made me think, like, yeah, maybe the hand isn't like the evil No, that seemed, that seemed like a, hey, let's get high-risk kids that have, you know, it's like 
gang tactics. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it is it, gang it, tactics, it is gang. but right, right. No, the but way it, that they presented it wasn't like. like yeah, a, they they approached yeah. it in a different manner. Right. Scholarship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a scholarship and a training program. And right, like, I don't know. I I saw through that. It's like Sea like Org in Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I to me it was like that's they're just getting kids to. Fuel an army. I guess yeah. what I'm going with is just it's it wasn't normal. evil for the sake of evil, or like they weren't doing anything that was just cruel inherently. And I don't know. I I wish the Marvel movies had that same attack. Hmm. That's that's all I got for good things. <laughs> um, so I'm not gonna echo certain of these things. Um, I loved uh, Davos character. Um, <laughs> didn't quite like the ending with him, but I like that he at least has a really good sort of motivation. Uh, in order to say that, hey, not only does he not agree with what the Iron Fist, like the selection of that, but he also doesn't agree that he just kind of threw away his beliefs. I also was getting a bit of a uh, romantic vibe there. Anybody else get that near the end? With Davos? Davos and Danny. He was like really sad and really hurt and kind of jealous that Danny had a connection with um, Colleen and not him anymore. No? Have you ever had friends ever? Yeah. Oh, like I was going to say, have you ever... Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not friends with <laughs> I don't think I mean, so. I, I think that it's like one of those things... Because, I mean, that's that's the background on on Danny Rand that they... You saw glimpses of. The, the whole they point raised of, donkeys together as children. The whole point about Danny Rand is that he is this golden boy, but he's out of... He's out of his world. So he's... The point of, the point of his character is that... He literally has everything lined up for him, no matter what he does. Like, you know, he, if he stayed in one life, he um, he would be, you know, a billionaire and so leader of a company. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the same story as Batman, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. and, then if, and then on the other side of things, you know, the, the incident happens, and now he's in the trees, uh, and he still gets everything he wants, including, hey, I, you know, he had that one scene where he was like, I wanted the Iron Fist because that was, that was my goal. I'm, you know, and... Uh, and it really set up the fact that he just gets what he wants. And then you could, the point of that is that you can have people play off that. And then, like, what happens when, like, he wants something and you want it and Danny gets it. Hmm. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that one. The last thing I wanted to say that looks like it hasn't necessarily been mentioned, I guess a couple things. I do like some of the hints and nods that they made at the other characters. Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. Um, Joyce said, oh, I hired a private detective when she was about to black, um, blackmail the actual board members. And she's awesome when she's sober. I was like, ha ha! Okay, that's Jessica Jones. And, you know, when Claire had talked about having a bunch of other friends, I had a friend who like, used to fight um, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> well, I had a friend who kind of used to fight with the actual hand, and I and I like that. But part of they they at least kind of alluded, but didn't really say it. But I think Madame Gal actually kind of says their names too, which is interesting. Uh, but then she had a letter from Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and she and, says "Sweet Christmas" yeah. all the time. Oh, that was, the time. I like that. That's, I like that's that. cute. First of all, I don't think Rosario Dawson can do any wrong. No. Um, the other big thing that I'm, I guess, I was talking about the heavy stuff today. What would I? I did like that. Um, was that Danny Rand was talking to the blogger, which is uh, Daredevil's secretary? Oh nope. yeah, no, nope. that oh, wasn't. No, 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 no. No, she was. Uh, no, he had a story with her. She's like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna give her the story. So don't. She's a reporter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it said, uh, "Don't." Te- uh, oh yeah, yeah, there was that one, but then they also alluded to Karen Page. Yes, well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. about. Okay, yeah. there was a reporter from. Not the reporter that... No, no, there was. Not the one that you're talking about. There was a carryover reporter that was at two press conferences. I think she was in, like... 
the Punisher uh, court series, and then oh. she was also in Iron Fist. Huh. I, I forget the person's name. I forget everything about it, but I know there's one that was yeah. a carryover. Um, I would say I do like the attempt of they they really did get there and talk about because there was a, a bit with like drugs that was talked about in Daredevil, and they really kind of hit home with like the drugs and trying to kind of clean this up and how they don't want to stand for this. And so there was like this huge sort of world of. You know, Ward is a user. He's an abuser of certain drugs. And you actually kind of see exactly how far he goes with breaking his own, messing up his own hand to try to go ahead and get some drugs out of a walking clinic. Um, and, you know, how they're actually talking about, you know, a lot of people have a lot of issues that they don't know how to necessarily deal with or they even talk about of they trying to subside them. They try to repress these issues as much as possible whether it's PTSD or certain trauma, traumatic events that's happened to your life. That literally has happened to Danny. And it was something very interesting of, in the first couple episodes, we see him in, like, a, like a, um, it's not an asylum, but he's probably in a hospital, a mental institution. No, he's in, well, he's it's in not asylum. They don't, yeah. they don't call asylums yeah. anymore, but that's what they yeah. are. But he's in a mental institution, in which case, like, he's talking to a doctor that's really trying to get to the root of some of these uh, issues that, before, we don't, we're not entirely sure of why he's avoiding or he doesn't quite understand. Then later on, if you kind of look at that scene, you look at the scene that he has with Claire that she was talking to him, she was like, well, you look like you have a lot of anger. And he goes, yeah, I was taught it come on to like really kind of suppress all this anger because it's not good. And she's like, that's, that's not, that's not healthy. That's like, not healthy like, you know what? That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, that's, that's a very powerful thing to say of, this is something real, something that's a yeah. very traumatic event that happened to you. And even when they were on it, there's a scene that they were in the plane and she's trying to talk him through of, hey, trying to find things that make, make you more calm and like make you more comfortable and just talk to me. Just talk to me about this and just talk to me about this. I really like where they were going with that and they didn't really kind of glorify the drug use scenes and they also didn't glorify the fact that you need to repress these feelings. They're trying to kind of draw these out because once you draw this out, you have more of a peaceful mind that's when you actually have more power. You're more of a powerful person. So I do appreciate that a little bit. They did some of it. And, uh, you know, we're about to transition to a bit of our criticisms of why. And I actually have more criticism about that. But I know that Jesse is itching to share. Oh, you're starting with me on sure the criticisms? Am. I'm going straight in on the criticisms? I'll, I'll jump in That's if you Yeah, you start off. I got to get worked up. I just, <laughs> so I had a... Um, I watched this this interesting uh, thing on Suicide Squad actually, where uh, oh, speaking of uh, a YouTube video, where it was a um, instead of criticisms on it, it was a retelling, uh, where like, hey, if I was put in charge of this, this is where I'd go with the same kind of scenario, uh, and so I really so I thought that the biggest criticism uh, for this this whole show was that it was a confused story that said absolutely nothing. You know, in the end, our main character, he kind of didn't really learn anything about him. And, like, there was points that just, like, the, the writing was, was not great. Uh, the fight scenes were, were terribly edited and not that great. So we're, there's technical problems there, but the main thing is the story's confused. So let's start there. Um, first, I thought that every single time they showed that stupid plane crash, they should have had a training montage. Just flat out... Replace them. Um, so a couple things there. It's the same criticism that I had for Batman versus Superman, where you kept on showing Wayne's parents getting killed. Like, all right, we we've seen that. We I don't I don't care anymore. Like I, I you've lost me. So it, use that same space every single time that just mentally switch it over. 
Uh, what that shows there is a couple things. Um, first of all, you're, you're paying homage to some of the old school kung fu movies, which I think they had the opportunity to just make this a, a, a kung fu movie. Yeah, you know? yeah, it should like, have been should, a kung fu movie. So, so I think that like they had. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Bakudo uh, katana fight with uh, Wing. That was awesome. In the rain, no, it was looked like a John Woo movie. Um, but the they they could have done more. They could have shown. Danny training. They could have shown him being an outsider. They could have. They should have introduced Davos way earlier, so that we he doesn't just pop up randomly. Um, and then you could have shown their friendship and their development and how Danny kind of excels yeah. at this. And you don't have to show him fighting the dragon. That's fine. It would also give him uh, motivation on why you could show him thinking about leaving Kunlun and make it seem like he had a plan on yes. why he wanted to. Yes. So again, explore more time. And I don't think it. It's don't dumb. even learn exactly why. He no, him. you don't. Um, and he, there's like, sep- I don't know, they floated a couple things. But again, you, you show a lot more of that background. Oh, one thing, a win, uh, the RZA directed episode, episode six, the one where he had the, the, the trial. Yeah, the RZA directs one. Um, he, that was the one where she, he fights the uh, three ringed thing for the uh, scientist. That's, on. that's probably the best. That's episode. probably the yeah. best one. That's pretty cool. And, and that was, that was a great homage to Kung Fu movies where, you yeah. know, you have like the, the rings to get closer. The tower to the, of yeah, going oh, the tower. It was, wasn't that, that was the, literally uh, Bruce Lee's. Game of Death. That, and it was the one he fights uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that's Game of Death. Yeah. That is, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was really bummed that the Drunken Master fight scene wasn't a part of that. That's but fine. Yeah. They but saved him for later. Yeah, yeah he so wanted his like, own standalone yeah. thing. I, nah, just give me all that. That was, that was great, too. I'm glad they threw the Drunken... Again, more of that. Yeah. Um, so... Well, isn't the Rizzo, like, a huge... He went to, he did the movie The Man with the Iron Fist. He was the main person. Oh, really? really? Yeah. He's part yeah. of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, they're all Which like, is a series like, of Kung Fu movies. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing is that it also shows you his level of training. Um, if you limit Danny's training, the whole point where he kind of can't conjure it up and doesn't exactly know. Like, if you show the fact that he left almost immediately after becoming the Iron Fist, it makes sense that he doesn't have it all mastered. Because now you're just like, if you're the Iron Fist, is it like an instant transformation that you just know everything? Or is it more like Daredevil, where you had to like actually practice, you know, to get better? You don't know that. And then it makes more sense when Bukudo comes and it's like, oh, you can heal her. Oh, right. Yeah, you can just do this. You can just do this. Just right. Just do this and then change it. Exactly. This. And that was like, oh, I I guess at that point, I think it was at, at that point, because before my big question this entire time and kind of going off of that would have made a lot more sense. Because the first question that my friend asked me when I was like, oh, you watching Iron Fist? Like, yeah. She's like, well, why, why doesn't his why isn't his hand always lit, lit yeah, up? Yeah, exactly. Like, I cannot answer that question. Yep, and that would have shown that like, hey, it's because he needs to recharge his chi. You just you had no idea. It was like all he could offer was it's my chi, and that's like, what does that mean? Um, so in terms of going there, going there, the next thing, uh, limit Rosario. Uh, I know that I praised her in the previous section. But uh, she's amazing. The fact is, though, she's connected to Daredevil. At one point, I literally had to go, like, pause Iron Fist, look up the Wikipedia for Daredevil Season 2 to make sure he wasn't, like, incapacitated. Like, I, I, it may, I was, like, watching him, like, no, he's still alive. And then I remembered he has, like, the whole thing where he's swinging through with the billy clubs. I'm like, no, he's definitely still active. <laughs> like, at one point, 
Rosario says, I have more experience fighting the hand than you, and I'm not even powered. Well, you know who is powered? Fucking Daredevil! Why the fuck isn't Daredevil there? Like, like, so, like, it's a two-second phone call. It's like, hey, you're, you're, you know nothing about this enemy that we've already dealt with. Yeah. I should call that person. You don't even need to get the rest of the defenders involved because clearly that's what they're gonna do for the de the defenders series. But like, my god, it, it it was painful at times to watch her not call Daredevil. Yeah, the only Daredevil that should be considered out of action right now is Luke Cage because he's in jail. He's in jail. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> that and then, makes sense though because. If you get a and make something that says, "Oh, he's can't do this because he has these overseas or something like that," right? But, then, but literally, literally, season two epic ended with him swinging through. Hang on, one second. Um, uh, and so I think, like, like, how did that not happen? Um, the other thing is that they implied that Hogarth is probably going to bring the Defenders together. So again, you could have limited, you could have dropped the hints that hey, we're doing the Defenders with Hogarth. Or she had like a, a throwaway line about like. You're not the only powered people. Oh no no! Uh, it was um, it was I can get you out of this, but I can't make you any friends. Um, when it's like, well, clearly you can make them friends. Um, all right, cool. Uh, this is a, a nitpick, but uh, first couple episodes were mad slow. Uh, clear up Danny's background quicker. Um, the fact that so the audience isn't guessing at it. We know that it's Danny Rand. So like, why would we care? Which it's funny because they got it right with Bakudo. Where, like, they just introduced his character and then just, you know, they made you kind of intrigued on who this person was because you didn't know. The fact, you can't do that with the main character of the show because he, he has that. He's the main character. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. I have to say that introduction of Danny Rand is very annoying. Like, he's just walking in, I'm Danny Rand, then all of a sudden, security guard's just trying to beat him up. Well, and he has to beat up the security guards. It's not like giving, like, questions, like, do you have any proof or anything? It's like... Automatically, a straight like no, you're you're a threat. Yeah. Well, and I, think they, right I don't think they try to. Beat and him then up. when he sees Joy and Ward for the first time, he's like, "Hey, it's me, Danny." And their their first reaction is like, "Kill it, kill it." <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Well, well not, not their first reactions. Their first multiple reactions. Yeah, yeah. And he he mentions that like every time I came back, people are trying to harm me. Well, so, sure I don't think the guards necessarily try to beat him up the first time. I think they just kind of put his hand... I think what they were trying to do in that scene was show that, like, even if you put it, your hand on him, he's just going to whoop your butt. You know, like, I thought he... They thought, I think the whole purpose was to show him... The purpose? Uh, the whole... The, the purpose uh, was to show that he is, like, he is a living weapon, that he is... You know, he can defend himself. But again, even if you... You can forgive that first scene if you go back and show training montages that show his him as a character leading up to that moment... That he's awkward and he's nervous and he's not really sure of what his path is. Because then you could think back to that first moment and say, oh, I understand how we got there now. Yeah. Um, two last things. Uh, one, I think that uh, Harold Meacham should have died in front of us. The fact that he fell off the building. Whenever you bring yeah. back... Oh. Uh, Even when they say, they clearly say, the only way to kill one of those immortals is cut off its head. And you didn't see it happen. So it's, it, but it's like, it's one of those things that I don't care. Like, he's dead. He, he, yeah. he, I don't need to see any more of him for it to be a good series. Yeah, but the fact that he was shot off a roof, like, he, I hated that entire No, I know, I know, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, and the last thing is that Joy shouldn't have switched. There's absolutely... Why did you... That's my segue. Yeah. Alright, one, <laughs> so one thing, so I'll let you, I'll let you rage on that in a second. Um, it should have just been Davos and Gal. That's it. That's all you needed. Him saying, hey... 
Uh, you're interested in Kunlun? I know how to get you in there on Ka- to Kunlun. Season two of Iron Fist is set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. So the third party in that conversation, Joy. Uh, yeah, Jesse, go ahead. Why did Joy go evil? Like I actually stopped after that final scene. I stopped, rewound it, and there's really zero motivation whatsoever, other than she's like, my dad lied to me for her to blame Iron Fist. So. The only thing, and this is not defending on her. And I got more, but that's, yeah, no, that's one. The right. only thing I can think of of why she turned was that for her entire, her whole entire life, that she had felt like people were being, just lied to her and never being truthful to her at all. So she, she beats Danny. Her and Danny has this super like, awesome connection, and her and Ward has this awesome connection. Now her father's dead. Her father comes back, and now her father's been lying to her the entire time. Danny resurrected to her life. Danny's been lying to her. The only thing that she has a solace and connection to is in Ward, and Ward has been lying to her. So she doesn't have any connection to anything at all. So I guess at that point she wants to say, like, you know what? I want to be rid of all this as much as possible. But I, but just, then, I don't understand why Davos could be like, I know how to fix it. We killed the Danny Rand. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, I'm game. And it's I, like, really? I, like, I really? Really? But, but, but if she, your point is that she wants to get away from it, why does she go to the bad guys to keep her involved in it? Why don't you go hang out? Oh, with, no, no, no. She wants to get rid of it. She doesn't want to get away from it. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Why would you? That's an impossible. So I, I want to just because we can talk about that forever. Um, yeah, that was. I totally agree with the. It should have been about the fighting. It yeah. should have been about the kung fu. That should have been the main thing, and then you just write like like for example. Uh, I'm immediately thinking of John Wick. You write a movie around gunfights. In this, you write a TV show around the kung fu. You have somebody who's called Iron Fist, whose entire claim to fame is that he knows good karate and that he fights dudes all the time. That's what he does. It's his whole shtick. Yeah. And he had like a huge opportunity to like have how with Daredevil they like just scream like that hallway fight. The hallway scene. fight, yeah. like there having was, yeah. something like that every single every episode. single episode. And that's you why just do... that's why six was so good. Yeah, because it was. Well, you even have video footage, right, of a Iron Fist with both fists lit up kicking Kickin ass. ass. Well, but you don't even have to have it as a maximum power Iron Fist, because again, you could do the whole, like, well, he left shortly after. Just show him kick ass every Just, episode. The fights were so boring. And he was I was bored watching no, it's fine. I'm fine having it. You have to lose. You have to... It's a bad movie. He just if goes your in. claim, and he's said this he's several times, times, if your claim is... Well, I'm Iron Fist. I don't lose. I don't lose. That he says that as well, like a fact. That, I'm, well, I but, am Iron that, Fist. Because right. I, say I know. Right. I know. But but good storytelling dictates that you have to have your hero lose. Struggle, not lose. It's fine. But I mean, did which fight did he truly lose? He lost. In, uh, I truly felt that he lost the poison fight. The second stage. Uh, he lost against Bakuda. There's had to regroup. Which one? When he stabbed him in the side. Yeah, because then that's when Colleen had to come in and save his ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that... But yeah. yeah, the odds are pretty stacked in that one. Uh, Madame Gal whooped his ass yeah. right after he got to the top of the tower. Yeah, one again, punch. that he got was... Pushed, he got pushed out of a window by... <laughs> but again, that's that's why you have... I, I agree, but that's why you have to have like yeah, your hero struggle. Ward kicked him out of a window. Yeah. That's true. Literally. Yeah. So... That was, was, yeah, he's not a ninja in that one. The other thing, too, going back to the, you were saying, like, a fully powered Iron Fist, 
I was waiting the entire damn show to see him with... If, go ahead and Google Iron Fist. Just Google Iron Fist, the character. He has full fucking flames coming out of his fists. Like, he mm. looks like a badass with fiery hands. And even if you look at the freaking opening bit where it's the, the guy kicking in the air, and it's got yeah. the... the 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 opening credits are him doing like these cool like faint flame swooshes and things like that, and I was like, man, I can't wait until they put this in the show. And the entire time, he just has glowy fists. And at one point, he punches the ground real hard. That was his climactic like. And there was I no build up to that. There was like the whole point of like, I don't know, like it. There was no build up to that moment. He just kind of flipped over, punched the ground real hard, and then everyone fell down. I was like, he's good. I'm like, final episode, he's probably going to realize he's Iron Fist. His hands are going to burst into flames, and he is just going to kick ass. Is he dressed this way? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a cool It's, it's a cool costume. costume. Mm, never never wears the freaking costume. He never wears a costume? Never wears oh, a costume. Well, but that's he like, has the tattoo on his chest. He has the tattoo. Like the dragon? Yeah. Well, it's not a tattoo. Yeah. It's, a, it's a mark. Mark. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, never once wears the costume, never does the flying I'm fine with the costume. Fight the costume is badass, so The costume's kind of badass. It is, but <laughs> like, Netflix, Netflix does the thing where like they don't really do the costumes. Yeah, but Jessica Jones and Luke Cage don't really wear costumes anymore. Daredevil's, Daredevil's got costumes. Costume. Yeah. But that's sort of a while. But the thing, he'll get there. Once again, this is, the, this, this is the first season, and this is other stuff. Once we start getting to more, I hope, right? Once we start getting to more, some of that stuff will come. My right. thing going on your criticism, Jesse, is I felt that at least when he met Bakudo, or at least at some points, that your power is now progressing. Right. Not the opposite no of going back. Because at one point, you couldn't even summon your chi to do it. And then you start off with using it sometimes, not using other times. It was like, inconsistent. Yeah, they never explained yeah. it. That that's that's the one thing. And like, I wanted to see a buildup. I, I want to see an epic story of your power. So that give me a teaser near the end. And I thought at one point it was going to happen when you know this is going way back, uh, way near the end. If they're going, they're back at Kung Lun, and he finds all these people dead. And he starts getting angry. I thought for sure there was a scene that his other fist was going to yeah, light up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this this could have been. And like, that's the other thing. He only has the one fist. It's like, no, the character can do, like, he can even do, like, Iron Foot if he wants to. Like, it, that's, he just they channels, showed, they showed that he channels in the his chi. That's all he does. It's yeah. like, you know, he, he can put it where it is. He's just called Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far into my stuff because I'm already taking up too much time. But the other thing is, is the classic... Freaking superhero trope. Don't kill the bad guy because that'll make you the bad guy. The dude has been training his entire life to take down the fucking hand. And he's standing over the lead dude in charge of the hand. Yeah. And they're basically like, don't do it. You'll be evil. And it's like, I've been, I've been training since I was 10 to do this. Like... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna kill this dude. And then on top of that, it's already ridiculously established that the hand can bring people back to life. So why is killing him even a big deal? They're just gonna bring him back to life anyway. Well, I guess they don't know that, right? They no, they, they, they know that. Yeah, because they know a Harold. Because oh, Danny's seen Harold alive and walking around. Good point. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... When it comes to Danny Rand as a character, Finn Jones just doesn't really, I don't think, brings the energy or confidence needed to have Danny Rand on screen. I think it's just a bad casting choice. Um, and it, it, it definitely tells you something when 
Uh, this is also part of the writing, and we know the writing is just hot garbage all throughout this series, is that you have a character that's told multiple times you're being an idiot or you're ignorant uh, or you're not really thinking these through or the reason why you are not able to summon your chi properly is you keep on getting frustrated and letting your anger take you, you over. They're like, and he goes, yeah, okay. And then he just does the same damn mistakes one after another after another. Doesn't learn from anything. I'm just going to do what I want to do anyway. Yeah, and he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm the Iron Fist. And that's really not like a, not a really good hero. I mean, it just comes off really bad for it. Um, just to like build off of like Mike's like ideas, like adding ideas or how you would do something. Mm -hmm. I think that that scene with the homeless guy could have actually built out a really solid, uh, re like the the whole scene of why of Danny Rand in New York, and have him like live among the homeless and show him like being in the park teaching Tai Chi to the homeless, and he kind of like at the end has this homeless army, and I think he could actually like relate to their necessity for survival and their circumstance because his whole life for the last 15 years has been about survival and training to survive and go against him. also the aspect of like abandonment you know where like yeah. Danny Rand was completely out of well not maybe not abandonment but like he's out of place and like if you're homeless you don't really have you quite literally don't have a place to go back to you know yeah. they also unceremoniously killed him off like, I yeah. guess the tie-in was that it was heroin, but it, it made it seem like it was not the same. Like, I kept on waiting for that to come back. Was it the same heroin? It doesn't matter. They never said it, so it doesn't matter. It was just like... It was just like, oh, I guess we don't need him for the plot anymore, so we're good. he's dead. He's dead now. Yeah, and I think that would have been amazing to see, like, if Danny Rand, like, decided, like, all right, I tried to talk to the Meachums, I tried to talk to Rancorp, get to back where it was, they rejected me. Alright, I'm gonna live among these homeless people, learn what they're all about, and kinda like help with my teachings and see what I can do to help them. And build like a good parallel to or something that can oppose that corporate world that was set up. And I think that would have been a cool dichotomy between yeah. those two. Um other things like it really threw me off like with uh, Ward and Harold, um, I just when I both saw him, I know like since Harold's immortal, his he stopped aging. But I swear that the character, the actor that played Ward, is actually older than the actor that played Harold. <laughs> I think that was on purpose, though. <laughs> and I think that might have been a purposeful choice, but it just threw me off every single time. Did they ever imply how long? He had died like fifteen years ago, right? So it had been thirteen, like, thirteen years. Yeah. yeah, slightly yeah. less than. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even though Bakudo, he was like he was acting really well and had some good scenes, I think he was totally unnecessary for this story. Um, he just seemed to be an addition that really wasn't necessary for what story they were trying to achieve. He could have done everything. I think if something everything circled around Madame Gal and Davos, like you said, Madame Gal is just as powerful. Is like. 
the most powerful villain you can ask for and that she would be someone that you're like, I don't know if he's ever going to beat her. And if he finds a way to actually beat her, that's a huge win and a huge climax in that story as well. I just didn't think that, like, I don't get that they split the hand. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it, you can have different factions and stuff, but, like, it's confusing because you had to split the hand because you had to make it make Colleen not that guilty. Like, if Colleen was part of the hand that was making heroin and killing kids, like, in Daredevil 2, like, she knows what's going on and you, she'd have to know about of that. Um... But I just thought, like, what, splinter the group? Why? Like, literally, why? Like, it's it's bad. It's like, just make it a different group. Just pick some other... Just pick any of the other factions of... AIM. AIM yeah. You know, that are well, they did AIM, right? You didn't even need to pick them ninjas. They could have been, like, or it could have been bad... Rus- it could have been the Russians or something. It could, it could have just been... It's bad people. They were, the, the main point was that, you know, they're, like... They're just recruiting people underhandedly to get them into their organization. Could have been anyone. It was... I, I hated that connection. Especially because Gal made it seem that, like, well, she's not, like, she's so ambiguous in where her ties are that, like, you could have made her go between the hand and yeah. group X. And, like, she kind of act, sometimes acts like she's just using the hand for for other purposes. Right. Right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, one last thing, because I was thinking about Colleen Wing. Uh, it's, Colleen Wing's got to be the most powered-up sidekick, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Much. Out of well, out of all the street Daredevil level. Daredevil doesn't have a sidekick. He's kind of foggy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Karen Page. And I mean, Punisher. Is, who's Luke Cage's sidekick? Uh, Misty Knight. Jones doesn't have a sidekick. No, Misty Knight. Yeah. They don't really have sidekicks. Nobody else has sidekicks besides him, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, Foggy and then Jessica Jones and Trish. Oh, would, are you counting Daredevil and Punisher as a sidekick? Well, Punisher might be. Punisher's a sidekick. Yeah, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I would say it's Foggy and Daredevil. Because, like, I consider it the people that, like, they, like, they bounce stuff off of. So it's um, Foggy and Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Trish, uh, what's her face? Uh, and then um, Luke Cage and Missy Knight. Missy Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but what's... Colin could kick... I honestly think Colin could probably take Jessica <laughs> with that katana. <laughs> she could probably take Danny Rand. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What other criticism? Uh, my one last criticism is, like, I would go the opposite and say maybe you shouldn't have a glowing fist or anything. Just show, like, when he has that power, ship gets broken really bad. Like, I like that be- of, like, Luke Cage. Like, you're seeing this... Like, normally a kind of buff dude walking down the street. All of a sudden, you try to shoot him. He just keeps on walking at you, and he'll, like, grab this uh, heater off the wall and just rip it off, and it just rips off. There's no, like, special glowing thing or anything like that. Same thing with Jessica Jones. She'll lift you up and then, like, sticks her head through the ceiling. Um, I like that kind of, like, more realistic approach. So make him an awesome kung fu artist that... Whenever he hits you, your whole skull gets fractured or something. But, but I think the, the I think for this character, and that's different between all those other all the ones because none of their none of their powers 
are like a show. I, I, I at least got one into this, right? We know that Iron Fist has to have something that is on yeah, his hand that has he's to got be like, some something mysticism to and, like, all, like, yeah. all the anime and all the stuff that I watch, this is like a very like paint by the numbers. It's a very sort of, tradition, like, like traditional yeah. kung fu like action. You yeah. see that glowing. Yeah, so that I mean, like that's that. I think that's something that they they kind of had to do. I don't think he had a choice of, to make it. I understand. But but I, I can see why that it it would have been like if he just does that and there's nothing to it, but then it does an impact. And you just you should at least like they go into a certain mode that things slow down just for a second to see. He has like a breath and composes himself yeah. and uses it. That would be. If you see like like a bodily action of getting focused, like when he's getting out of the um, the um, psychiatric ward and he just punches through that metal door and the whole wall comes along with it. That was dope. I thought just the door flying out as far as it did was impressive enough. And like even Madame Gao, she just like does a fist palm that's like three inches away, and people were flying across the room. That looks very impressive, even without any type of glowy power to it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I would say there's a lot of criticisms that we already kind of brought up, so I'm not going to literally tread on anything else. The, the one thing that I would mention and talk about just a little bit um, would be the win of what they could have done with the, you know, the PTSD and stuff like that. But they really wasted an opportunity to really kind of go into detail to talk about, hey, this kid has been through some messed up stuff. Instead of having Danny, like, go look at it, like Mike had talked about, and every time he thinks about his parents, he would then shut it off and then kind of go somewhere else or be super hot-headed and kind of forget all his training. It looked like he forgot all of his training to be composed and just ran in there, just did what he wanted to do. Um, so I just think, like, having some time to kind of talk that through and unlike Claire's uh, ability to be there, to be, like, a, a more sane person. Because I don't feel like, Col- I think Colleen, and she even says it, Colleen was just as bad as Danny was. Um, and she was like, y'all guys are so much alike. Well, that's not a that's not a good thing at all. That's <laughs> something interesting that Claire actually mentions. Yeah. Um, so that's like the one the, the, the big negative. The the other one was the fact that he learned he knows how to already drive a car, speeding all the way up and being able to kind of go hit brakes and actually apply the brakes to stop before he even makes a terrible crash on the corner. Come on. Driving a car is not that hard. I I if if a sixteen year old me could do it. A thirty-year-old man can can figure that out. False, <laughs> but uh, so I would say that's one of my biggest criticisms of it. There's a lot of other stuff, um, but let's so let's talk about grade. Let's talk about lasting impressions and uh, what do you guys think that where the series may go from here and big changes that you really want to see from next season. I'm gonna start with Brylon. Boobs. Uh, yeah. So for Who grade, I'm gonna yeah. give this uh, a C minus. Uh, the moments that I had that were good, they were just few, too few and far between among a murky storyline and just some bad characterization all throughout. Um, and some missed opportunities for making some really cool social statements like the previous series have done as well. Okay. Um, as far as like the other Netflix shows, to me, Luke Cage is still number one. Uh, Daredevil season one and two kind of tie for me. I think they're both excellent. And then Jessica Jones, this is... Definitely at the bottom. Um, the Michael tier. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to Defenders. I hope they start to build the friendship between Danny and um, Luke Cage in the Defenders because I think that's what this character needs in order to start shining. 
And I don't know if I want to see another Iron Fist season two, but I would love to see a Heroes for Hire. That'd be really cool to see. Jesse? Um, I'd give it a C, just a flat C. Um, I hope it doesn't get a second season. It doesn't need a second season. It's it's not worth it unless they change styles, which I doubt they will. Um, I do still look forward to Defenders, and this definitely, this whole show, this whole season, definitely felt like it was, well, we did all the other Defenders characters, and we just got to fit this other guy in, and then we're done. And it really felt that way. Um, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I've seen worse shows, but... I definitely started by watching it, and by the end of the show, it was just background noise while I was doing things around my room. Like, I I would occasionally pause and rewind just to catch up with important plot points, but I just got bored, and even during the fight scenes, that was one of the most bored, so I, I'll give it a C. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go, I agree with Brown's C-minus. It was adequate. Um, they Marvel's built up enough good faith that this is what we started your conversation about that like you know I'll give it more than a couple episodes and I'll watch it I'll see it through just cause you know I believe in their process um yeah and to, to Brown's point I, I thought the original rumors were that they were gonna forego Luke Cage season 2 and Iron Fist season 2 and just do Heroes for Hire and then maybe introduce Punisher as like you know the fourth if you will um that's probably not gonna happen though cause they set up the well, they, oh, they set up uh, Mariah as season two of Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and then they set up Davos as season two Iron Fist. So we're probably going to have to see, see those two on their own again before they do Heroes for Hire. But they could do yeah. it together. Yeah, I mean, they could technically call the second Defender. Oh, but, like, they're two different. Like, yeah. Mariah's, like, very, very street Yeah, level. for any reason... Davos shows up as the new shades to Black Mariah, and then I'll be so that would be so. And cool. then the head, and like she becomes like the top drug. But that would that. make no sense. By, I that shades by the way, so Davos in the comics is freaking huge. He is like the Rock big. Like he's oh, a yeah. huge dude, and in the show he's like five foot four. I was fine with that. But when he broke that kid's leg, I was like, ooh. The first thing he pops up out of nowhere, mind you, and then he starts helping him fight, and he breaks the kid's leg that we all, like, tend to like. He was the student coming from... He was in Luke Cage. Was he? Was he? He gets arrested in Luke Cage. No way. That's cool. And that's why he ends up in Wings as, like, a troubled youth. Oh, that's a nice touch. Um, Yeah, uh, so it's unlikely that we're going to get Heroes for Hire anytime soon. Yeah, I know. I wanted that, too. Um, Guillermo, as of everything that you heard so far, how would you grade this? I don't know, but I would watch it. I would definitely watch it. <laughs> okay. We actually sold yeah. you on it? After yeah, I would definitely watch it. Just to, kind of, I think it's more like, I think it's more what Mike just said, that we're such fanboys of Marvel that we believe in what they're doing. And even, even if, even if we can see or, or, or like experience something that they put out as like a prequel or like the f- or like something that we need to see in order to get a huge payoff in the end I think in the end it's worth it but I think that for me especially with Doctor Strange it's it's getting a little bit too much because it's getting a little too formulaic and getting too too much into that 
Well, it's Marvel, you know, it's cool, we gotta have faith in them. So, like, I get it, guys, you're good. I, I, I hope that you're smarter than us and you're giving us, like, you know, step two or three of 30 and it, the, and the payoff is gonna be cool and all that, but I, I don't know. I, I would definitely watch it. I would definitely wa would like to watch Luke Cage because I like that actor a lot. Mm -hmm. But again, with the whole thing with the with having the media uh, uh, overload, it has to be really good. And if it's not that good, then I'll probably start doing what you're doing, which is I watch one episode. Fuck it, I don't like it. You you raise a good point that uh, you could almost view like Iron Fist as Thor: The Dark World. Thor was like one of my favorite characters from Ultron. I am gonna be through the roof. Just look up if whenever the Thor trailer, the Ragnarok trailer drops, just look up in the sky because I'll be floating up there somewhere. <laughs> like uh, they released some promo art for it for it to you know last like week or so, a couple weeks, and like I'm through the roof on this thing. So you know Thor: The Dark World was the same thing where it was like a nonsense storyline that no one really cared about. Um, and they just had to do it. Yeah. And they did it, and they did but it just that can, good enough. That character can still yeah. be like a very good character in the future. Yeah. So we'll see. What, you, you raise a very good point. Yeah. So I mean, lastly, I would say um, I also would grade this a C. And just for the sake of it does suck that it's C all around though. It, it, I mean, there's no way I can. Yeah. Really, no one hated it, but no one liked it. Yeah. But there's yeah. things, and I guess there's hope for things like this, is because you know when you look at all these shows and seasons, like if I need to do a ranking, you know my rank will be Daredevil season one, Luke Cage, Daredevil season two, and the other two. Uh, so I would like there's things that could be easily, easily actually they could have been fixed. And it would have been, I would love to see a work of, like, if you would have reshuffled around a couple of these cast characters and see what happens. I know Ward was one of the worst, I feel like, was one of the worst castings. Because the first time you see him, you're like, well, this guy clearly looks evil. Why? He has this stereotypical slicked back hair. Of course, you're going to be at least some sort of evil. And then it's like kind of sort of, oh, okay, you're, com you're coming to terms with it. And I, I get that. Like, I see that. But immediately you were meant to dislike these characters very quickly and it's not because of oh this the writing told them no it's because their designs of it like you, you could have changed certain like things you can see like through it yeah, yeah. Like you could have changed certain things about it you could have changed the fact that you know I like how sometimes they use the fact that oh he gets beat up um, when he was in Kung Lung and there was like uh, flashback scenes of him getting hit by sticks and then that's how he's like got uh, he started learning to be uh, to get his chi back but then one of the things that he kind of really abused when he was in the actual mental institution was that he was basically beating up people that had something going on with it. And I was like, well, well, why? Why would you do that? Just use your words. Do something else. You don't have to fight these people. Yeah, but that, that was a bit of an issue that I have. That here. reminds me. One quick last thing mm -hmm. uh, along the whole like training thing. Uh, and Kung Fu, like old Kung Fu things, especially the serialized things, they, they taught one lesson per episode. And then that lesson that you get introduced to in the beginning of it gets used to beat whoever the final boss is at the end of that episode. Do that! Do yeah. that! <laughs> like, they had the scene where like, they were beating the hell out of him, and then he thinks about that specific moment to get him through that hurdle. 
Do that for 13 episodes. That's why, the, that's why the episode 6 was so good because every one of these fights that he was going through, he was go, he was talking to his mentor right. about like, hey, you need to be, you know, a double-edged sword. Right, exactly. And it was just like, right. oh. You could have broken that up and like had the mentor giving life advice for the corporate boardroom as well as the fights and then you could have shown how, you know, that the, he was wrong in certain cases and started to doubt the, the mentor. Like... Just do do the old trope of like having him learn something at the beginning, and then fifty minutes later he uses it to beat the bad guy. I mean, did anybody, sorry, I forgot I was I was going to mention that earlier. Did anybody uh, take a look at the uh, titles of each episode? They were pretty. See? I like the titles. Yeah, yeah. I did, so. did you see they're different did, like uh, kung fu styles? Okay, that's why I was I was wondering. I didn't I didn't look into detail about well, it. I was like, there has to be some reason why. Though naming these titles this particular way, and I, I think that's very interesting for it. Last thoughts before we round off. All right, that's yeah. cool. That's fine. I'll probably watch it and get back to you guys. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Awesome. <laughs> well, with, with that, we will say thank you so much for hanging out with us as we uh, go went in through an entire recap of season one, Iron Fist, um, featuring Finn Jones and a bunch of other people. Um, I'm Warren Jackson, your host, uh, with my good friend and my buddy, Brylan. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, where can we find more of you? Where can we find more of your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brylan, B-R-I-L-U-N-D. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram at I am Bryland. I'll post awesome high-res photos of different cityscapes. All right. Uh, with the man, the myth, and the legion, uh, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Hi. Uh, where can we find any of your work at all? Yeah, it's not there. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we have Guillermo, returning guest. How's it going, Guillermo? Pretty well. I'm sorry, he's not a guest. He's an originator. My bad. O- originator. Originator. A founding father, if you will. Yes. Founding father. That's right. That's right. Oh. Uh, you, you are the eldest here? I am. No, brother. No, I think I'm the oldest. No. You look the oldest. Yeah, you, you look, definitely you look, look hard. Okay. I've, be, I've been beaten down. Yeah, you look, you look <laughs> Life has not done me yeah. good. Gary, can we find any of work anywhere? I'm unlike Jesse. I'm, I don't have any. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so then we have uh, Mike the Shredder, the audio Shredder. engineer. Uh, where can we find more of your work? Uh, my news music, all one collection of characters. Uh, all major, major internet platforms. Uh, or if you're in the Boston area and. Uh, by some miracle, I have this out by Wednesday. Come check us out. We're playing? Are you playing? Some, yeah, we're playing some art gallery. Nice. Well, yeah. Uh, in Central Square. So if you're around on Wednesday. Really? Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, we're going on eight. I may be around Wednesday. Sick. Cool. We'll have people. And then uh, lastly, uh, with more of our work, we have a Patreon. So we have patreon.com slash down in front where you can give us a bunch of monies and try to get, uh, hook Jesse up on his first Tinder date. We're really excited about that. Uh, we're also on Facebook, so it's pretty exciting too. So definitely go go and follow us, comment to us on Facebook. We'll be talking about a few of the next episodes that we're going to be coming out as well. Um, if you want any other kind of special reviews, because somebody else actually asked us to do a review of uh, Power Rangers, was it? Or... No, you said Beauty and the Beast. Was Beauty and the Beast, that's right. So that's actually somebody requested us to review that. Cool. Um, it was Mike and Dylan and now Megan. Um, like our Dylan? Yeah. What? Just Mike? Huh? No, Mike Moreno. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So three people asked me to do Beauty and the Beast. 
Should we do Beauty and the Beast? I mean, I want to watch Beauty and the Beast. I, I'm watching it with my mom this weekend, so I'm down to do that. So. Yeah. I guess I won't see Power Rangers tomorrow. No, we should do Power Rangers and then also we, we're gonna do Power. Rangers. Yeah, I'm. I I was so excited yeah. about Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, so definitely email us down in front podcast at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, so at underscore difp. That's at underscore down in front podcast as well as Reddit. So we post a lot of the things. You'll see a lot of them mix and match things there so on reddit down in front reddit.com as well as on stitcher so we own stitcher we're on itunes so feel free to open up the podcast app or whatever platform you typically use and search for our podcasts and then hang out and give us a review that'd be pretty cool uh and then lastly more of my work is that i'm actually on instagram as well as twitter as uh friends with blends and we actually have a website sip to that.com which is awesome so definitely check that out and i will say uh thanks so much for coming guys and uh have a good night. Man, why couldn't Tommy Oliver been Iron Fist? That would have been amazing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I'm Warren Jackson. I am the Iron Fist. I don't want You're the Iron Headed. That was awful. <laughs> I think that's no. That See ya. Bye. No, we already said bye. I'm cutting all that out. <laughs>